Jude 1. Read the first verse. Mm -hmm. Yeah, let's just declare that over ourselves. Okay. Yeah. Jude 1. Greetings from Jude. This letter is from Jude, a slave of Jesus Christ and a brother of James. I am writing to all who have been called by God the Father, who loves you and keeps you safe in the care of Jesus Christ. We're loved. That's like a declaration that we should declare every day. Jude, he's so humble. He's actually the brother of Jesus Christ. They have the same mother. But he's like, I'm the brother of James. He calls his other brother just so humble that he said that you are loved. Right there, you see the words, you are loved. So we can declare that over ourselves, I am loved. And then we can also say, I am chosen. And then what's the third thing he said, Valerie? Uh, who loves you and keeps you safe. Exactly. Keeps you safe in yeah. Christ Jesus. Just wanted to read that exact thing in the TPT. It's just so romantic. <laughs> I have right here too. Um, let's see here. So TPT says, From Judah, a loving servant of Jesus, the anointed one and brother of Jacob. I'm writing to the chosen ones who are wrapped in the love of Father God, kept and guarded for Jesus the Messiah. Mm, we are wrapped in the love. And of God, deep. kept yes. and guided by Jesus Christ, inside of Jesus Christ. Whew. Mm -hmm. When you're going through difficult circumstances, just recite that and see mm -hmm. what happens. I know that's the last thing you think about, but recite that and see what happens. So next verse, please. God give you more and more mercy, peace, and love. Amen. Dear friends, I had been eagerly planning to write to you about the salvation we all share, but now I find that I must write about something else, urging you to defend the faith that God has entrusted once for all time to his holy people. Wow. So Jude is calling us to defend the faith. Remember last week we talked about the way fear matters that Jesus spoke about. And Jesus named them justice, mercy, and faith. He spoke against the teachers of that day and of this day that we are putting too much attention and too much value upon the things that are not weighty. The things mm -hmm. that do not make us heavyweight in the spirit realm, right? right? We are paying too much attention on that. He told them that they pay tight on even the smallest of things like the cumin and the anise and all those little, little things, but they forget to place the emphasis on the weightier matters. So mm -hmm. last week we went through the weightier matters with the Lord Jesus Christ, because it was very important for us to know what it means to have spiritual weight, right? Proverbs 16 verse two, all the ways of a man are pure in his own eyes but the Lord weighs the spirits. Uh -huh. We can see right there that God weighs our spirits. Our spirits are supposed to have so much weight in the spirit realm. And God has the scales in which he's weighing us. We may think that the things we're doing in the natural, maybe because people are praising us or maybe because we're getting awarded something or the other, we may feel like what we're getting from the external is what places value on us. 
And God is like, it's not so. The weight of who you are is not in the external things. In the spirit realm, you have to be heavy to have substance. Unlike in the physical sense where if you're weighty, then you're unhealthy. So we saw the opposite of how that works. And we spoke about how to nurture ourselves in the spirit to gain more spiritual weight. We saw that Belshazzar in Daniel 5 was found wanting. God had weighed him on the balances and he was found wanting. He did not measure up. When he was placed on the spiritual scale, it just went down. Very skewed. He had no weight. He was like a feather. So last week we studied so much on this and we got to see that Jesus Christ even spoke about the weightier matters. Faith, justice, and mercy. Part of me felt like what will happen if we begin to operate more in those things that are weightier? What if we begin to eat in the spirit? Mercy, justice, love, all of these attributes that have more spiritual weight than paying tithe. And I emphasize that I'm not saying do not pay tithe. Please pay tithe. We need your tithe in this ministry. Jesus said that pay the tithe. That is fine, but do not neglect the weightier things. So as we feast on the weightier things, we grow and we become heavy in the spirit. And so when we are weighed on the balances, because God is the God that weighs all spirits, we will not be found wanting. So imagine if every Sunday we go to church or every time we gather like this, I'm like, remember justice, walk in mercy, stand in faith, believe God for the miraculous, believe God for the supernatural, or pray like the apostles in the book of Acts. What if we began to preach the weightier matters every time we gather so that you and I can become more weighty in the spirit. And this was of so much importance that Jude wrote a whole book and focused in on us how to defend the faith. One of the weightier things that Jesus also spoke about. Next verse, please, Valerie. I say this because some ungodly people have wormed their way into your churches. Wow, wormed their way into your churches. Mm. Saying God's marvelous grace allows us to live immoral lives. The condemnation of such people was recorded long ago, for they have denied our, our only master and Lord Jesus Christ. Wow. Well, I mean, that is so self-explanatory. So these are the people... They are right in our midst that are working against the faith. And they've warmed their ways into our lives, but they don't have any spiritual weight at all. So literally, Jude is telling us to be wary of people in our midst who do not have spiritual weight. Mm -hmm. Next verse, please. Um, number five. So I want to remind you, Though you already know these things, that Jesus first rescued the nation of Israel from Egypt, but later he faithful. Wow. To emphasize on the value of our faith, Jude is saying that, see, you can't be saved by God. Mm -hmm. The Israelites were saved from Egypt after so many years of generational slavery. <laughs> it wasn't just that their fathers were enslaved, but because they did not stay in the faith, 
because they did not stay in the realm of belief. They left the realm of belief. God has saved you, but you're not in the realm of faith. You're not feeding on this weighty matter. You're not feeding on this spiritual nutrition that increases your weight in the spirit. Because of that, God did what, Valerie? Because of that, God destroyed those who did not remain faithful. They were destroyed. Just like Belshazzar, that was the same thing that happened to Belshazzar. His life was taken away because he didn't have any spiritual weight. He was found wanting. So even if one is saved by God and they refuse to grow in the faith, they choose to be in the realm of unbelief because faith is the spiritual realm where God has placed us in. That's why scripture tells us to work out our salvation with fear and trembling. We nurture and grow our faith. And Jesus felt that this should be emphasized. And now Jude is telling us that when we leave the realm of faith, even when we're saved, then we become cast away because we've left the realm of God's positioning to the realm of unbelief. And he also likens that to the angels. Next verse, please. I remind you of the angels who did not stay within the limits of authority God gave them, but left the place where they belonged. God has kept them securely chained in prisons of darkness, waiting for that great day of judgment. If you read Genesis 6, you will see that there were some angels that came, left their abode, their heavenly estate, their positioning of faith where God has placed them in that realm. They abandoned their realm because they looked upon the earth realm and saw beautiful women. And so they came and began to lay with earthly women. So God is saying that in the same manner as he condemned those ones to everlasting darkness. Remember scripture says that we will judge angels. So they have been cast into a realm of darkness and they are chained there for judgment because you and I are going to judge them for their actions to our kind. So whether it is being saved by God and not remaining in a position of faith, growing that faith and choosing to get into the realm of unbelief, you will be cast away just like he did the angels. So basically God is saying that this is not a new thing. It's been done before and is still ongoing. If you leave your place of spiritual establishment, your positioning where you're supposed to grow in the spirit and be weighty to another realm where you choose to live according to the pleasures of this world, you have left your position in God. Nani, can you repeat that one more time, please? <laughs> what did I say? <laughs> you, said, uh, you said if you leave your place of position. Um, yes. Your positioning in God, where God has positioned you in faith. Okay, got you. Thank you. Okay. Next verse, please, Valerie. And don't forget Sodom and Gomorrah and their neighboring towns, which were filled with immorality and every kind of sexual perversion. Those cities were destroyed by fire and served as a warning for the eternal fire of God's judgment. Wow. You guys, it's the same thing. Whether it's the Israelites that were saved by God and left their place of belief to a place of unbelief, they abandoned their rightful domain of authority and abandoned the realm of faith where God has placed them. They chose a depraved realm of unbelief. Mm. 
The angels did the same thing. They were placed in the realm of heaven. That was where God positioned them. They had jurisdictional authority in that realm. But they chose to look to a depraved nature and around they were not supposed to even in the mind in the mindset by looking at this woman and lusting after them they abandoned their position the same thing with sodom and gomorrah they literally handed over their passions instead of being passionate for the lord they gave themselves over they abandoned the identity and gave themselves over to sexual passions that were not natural they began to desire things that were not of God. They were not in the governmental position that God had placed them. They began to operate in a depraved mindset. And so literally judgment came upon them on the earth. Sodom was burnt down. The fire of God consumed them. So all of this is abandoning the faith abandoning the position that God has placed us and choosing to sink into the realm of sensuality, basically. So I want us to just be conscious when a shift is going on within us. We consciously step into another realm when we begin to make choices of a lesser nature. When we say, I'm going to walk in faith, I'm going to choose the Lord. We are in a realm of faith. And feasting on faith and growing this spirit man to be heavy, nourishing it with gold. Remember, our faith is as precious gold, refined in fire. And we talked about that in Ezra 8 from verse 21 to 34 last week. Continue, please. In the same way, these people who claim authority from their dreams live immoral lives, defy authority, and scoff at supernatural beings. Because they've moved to this realm where they've defiled themselves, they even scoff at supernatural beings. So I want us to consider this. You and I are given governmental authority in God's kingdom to operate out of his realm, right? If I'm sitting here and I'm having a conversation with someone and they are really, really getting on my nerves, I can choose to remain in that place of my authority in God, in his realm, my positioning as a son of God to glorify God. Or I can choose to shift from that realm right there to the realm of debasement, to the demonic realm or to the realm of the earth, to the realm of sensuality. And I'll be like, man, you don't know who you're talking to. I'm going to give you my two cents. Somebody said, you said you would give them a piece of your mind and then you lost your peace. <laughs> I'm going to give you a piece of my mind. And then when you are done operating in that realm of debasement, you're like, ah, why did I go there? See, I just lost my weight right there. No, we need this weight. We need this heavy weight. We need to remain. It's a positioning in God. It's a realm of faith that we need to operate and never step onto the other side. These people that began to warm their way into the body of Christ, they were comfortable going to the other realm. Too comfortable. Too comfortable. And I find that today many of us are very comfortable going to the other realm. My question to us is, do we really believe that God has, just like he did with the Israelites from Egypt, he had saved them? That's number one. Do we believe it? That it's a choice? 
we make to remain in the realm of faith? Mm. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Are we like the angels now living our spiritual abode and running after the pollution and the sensualities within the natural realm? Have we left our estate? Mm. Number three. Are we giving over ourselves to the ways of the natural realm? Just like Sodom and Gomorrah. Because when Jude was talking about it, he went ahead to say that, just continue to the next verse. But even Michael, one of the mightiest of the angels, did not dare accuse the devil of blasphemy, but simply said, the Lord rebuke you. This took place when Michael was arguing with the devil about Moses' body. Even Michael, the archangel, will not stoop to the sensualities of the natural realm. So addressing the father of sensuality himself, the father of lies, the god of wickedness. <laughs> you know how sometimes you're like, that person is ungodly, so I'm going to talk to them ungodly. But then when you're talking to the godly person, you're like, hallelujah, bless the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> you know when you're in the midst of christians you're different and then when you're in the midst of people of the world like you're different even though the person that michael was addressing was the worst of all beings he did not stoop down to scoff at him he did not leave his positioning as archangel he did not he did not stoop to the enemy's level he just told him, the Lord rebuke you. Even though the matter they were handling was a very serious matter. This was the body of Moses. And guys, you'll read that in my book. I'm sure some of you have come across that topic in the book. It's in chapter one, so I won't go into it. But I just want to talk about not leaving our position of faith. If we leave our position, we will be cast into the burning flames. This should be ingrained in our mind that, hey, when I step to that other side, I am literally leaving one realm to the other. Mm. I'm taking the realm that makes me less in spiritual weight. Mm. I am so excited about my book, Spirit, Spirit, Spirit. God is amazing. I can go on and on and think about what the Lord has done so far. But, you know, I just wanted to get on here and thank you so much for all the, <laughs> the support. And thank you for all the feedback I've been getting. Thank you for purchasing this book and buying for loved ones. Some of you bought like seven copies. Some of you bought like five copies. I am so delighted. God wants us to not only stay on the outskirts and say, hey, come, come here, come here. He wants us in his kingdom realm with him. He wants to show us heaven. When Jesus Christ tore the veil, when he died and he took us into heaven, he seated us in heavenly places with God. So right now we are in that seated position. <laughs> it is just an endless life of growing our spirit man. So I found out that when Adam and God were interacting in the beginning, it was all about a spiritual interaction. So he made you and I to have a spiritual interaction consistently. What stopped that? What took us away from that? This is all 
and so much more you will encounter in Spirit, Spirit, Spirit. So I want you right now, I want to encourage you. Go for it. Go grab your copy. Please grab your copy. Tell me about it. Tell me what the Lord is already doing in your life. Tell me what the Lord is doing in the life of the loved one you will also buy the copy for. I encourage you to give the gift of the Spirit.